Beautiful listeners, you know we love you, and we appreciate all the support you've given us to this point. If you would like to further support us in our art, in our effort to allow these wonderful conversations to continue to take place, head over to patreon.com slash inside the sound. Well, hey there, beautiful listeners. Welcome back inside the sound. This is MJ. And this is Ryan. And we're so happy to have you, you all here. We have a special guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself to our beautiful listeners? What's up, y'all? I'm Julia Cole. Yay! The wickedly talented. Superbly talented. The one and only Julia Cole. Thanks, guys. Welcome, Julia. We're happy to have you here. We uh, had some. Oh, what did I do to my little? There we go. We had some uh, uh, time zone issue thingies, but we figured it out. We got this. We got the technology working for us. We're in we the room. We did it. We made it. That's, that's been the the bane of my. I actually have one of the worst memories ever. Was I missed a meeting in New York with this like really high up guy. At, BMI and I thought my life was over because I missed the meeting and it was all because of time zones and I've slowly learned that it happens to everybody at least you know five times in your life so so we'll is this number five for you or number six for you? oh gosh we're not, we're not counting but uh <laughs> we don't count, you relate for us really frankly no but um but yeah thank you we appreciate <laughs> um for being kind with your time yeah absolutely y'all seem like you have the most chill good vibe ever this is 100 percent correct this is true that's we're the most beloved show on earth we feel like we've gotten to the point where it's just we want to be cool with everyone and just spread the love and be kind type of vibe <laughs> yeah life's too short you know that's the truth. And, you know, we really want to be a forum where, like, well, we have great uh, discussions ourselves. And when we have guests, we want them to be able to just be free to, you know, be themselves and talk about what they actually want to talk about. I mean, we love talking about music. It's pretty much all we do. But <laughs> um, yeah, we, for example, Julia, if you want to talk about uh, why you like the beach so much, we can talk about that. Great, great place to start, I think. <laughs> I love that. No, my uh, my condo is pretty much covered in like sand dollars and starfish and paintings of the beach and little seahorses and just everything you can imagine to make it beach life. And I think it's probably because I'm I'm just like obsessed with the sun. Like if if like my mood is directly correlated with if I've had any sun or not in the last like month and like in the, the winter i get so depressed i usually mm. whenever it's not COVID, i try to tour at least 
you know, five or six shows somewhere in like Florida or the beach somewhere just to like get my fill in um, because it actually really does like make me in a better mood. What's well, true and though. You're right. The sounds of the beach are also just like the best, like just waves crashing. Oh yeah. Seagull, nothing like it. <laughs> a little distant seagull. Maybe we can no, recreate but I, it. We met. We have have another friend who has to supplement sunlight, right? Vitamin D. I mean, even I do it, right? We all. Uh, a lot of us stay indoors more than we should, and I feel like uh, when you talk about mental health and connected to your mood, like for me, it's a huge. It's a game changer. Just like going outside every day, getting sunlight. It's so important. Like it's not even. It's not even funny. Like it really is important. So many. So many of us just stay indoors. You know, especially with covid yeah covid too and i feel like i feel like i can really tell if i like a person or not based on if they like the beach because people who <laughs> like the beach are usually like chill good vibe that's you know, great they're metric not, they're not too stressed out about like see the one the biggest take i can tell if i'm gonna be friends with somebody or not the people who complain about getting sand in their shoes or sand in their bag i'm like you are living life wrong, man. You are on a beach right now. <laughs> you cannot be upset about sand in your bag. The ocean's just right there. Just look at it. Listen to it. It'll talk to you. Yeah, and I get it. Some people, you know, grew up there and, and it's not the same, but I was in Houston, Texas, where I grew up. I'm about an hour and a half from Galveston. And I know that beach is not necessarily like the most world-class, beautiful white sand blue water but the best part about galveston is that there are like no rules because it's not a highly you know sought after beach like all the beaches in florida or california so we were driving our trucks out on the beach having mm. huge parties bonfires on the beach like there's nobody like you can do donuts in the sand like no one's like stopping you from having fun <laughs> whereas if you're in california you play your speaker too loud and they're like shut it off yeah, what's is that all about? Yeah. I think about that. Yeah, so that's the I'm the, the Texas Beach girl. <laughs> so you sound like a, a free spirit type, so to speak. Well, I am a touring musician, which is about as hippie as it can get living life on the road. <laughs> <laughs> is that something that you particularly enjoy? I love it. You're talking about touring? Yeah, touring. Touring is so fun. 2020 has been very difficult because, I don't know, it's it's the whole reason I got started in music was really live performance. I did national anthems for my own volleyball and basketball games and oh. started doing those anthems for everything in Houston, like the Texans, Astros, Houston Dynamo, NASA. And, you know, I remember the first one I did, the Texans game was in front of 75,000 people, sold out, season closer. And I was just in heaven. It was the most just like adrenaline, excitement, fun. It was the, it was just the best, you know, three minute <laughs> performance of like, it was so fun. And I've always wanted to, to be able to, to connect with people through music. Like I just remember like one of the anthems I've done for the Texans, it was a fan appreciation day or something. And, you know, they invited the whole crowd to like participate basically so you know i sing the whole song but at the very end 
like the whole crowd joins in. And I mean, there is nothing like having, you know, 70,000 people in unison, like all on the same page, just at peace with each other. And that's kind of what happens at shows. People connect over music and they kind of can leave all the other stresses and worries behind them and, and just focus on enjoying who they're with and living in the, the melodies of the music. And without live touring, it's been really hard. And I love songwriting and I love being in the studio and making the art. It really is what's kept me breathing during 2020, but I'm about to go on a real tour again and I'm so excited. Oh, cool. How many cities? Like how, 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 how many, how big of a tour are we talking? I leave on the 26th for a 10 date tour in North Dakota. Cool. Yeah. That's great. So hit me up if y'all are in North Dakota. What's North up? Dakota represent. <laughs> I'll be everywhere in the whole, I'll be all over North Dakota for 10 days. So that's great. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm just pumped to be in a room. I mean, they're going to obviously do all the safety protocols and I'm pretty sure everything's going to be like restaurants. It, they're they're not. They're like venues, but you know, have restaurants just set tables up and Yeah, just space people way. out. Mm-hmm. I think that's how they're going to do it. At it's something. Shows. Oh my gosh, I just I can't wait. Heck so yeah. Excited. I'm excited for you, for real. Like that's going to be fun. <laughs> Thank you. So Heck yes, yeah. I enjoy touring and yes, I miss it. That feeling at the shows that you were talking about when people are just in the moment, that is a very unique thing. And I don't think you can get it anywhere else quite the same way. Like, have you ever been somewhere where everyone in the entire stadium got their lighters out or their phones out? and like lit the entire place up and they shut the music off. I mean, they shut the lights off and like truly the entire place is just lit by people's phones and lighters. I mean, it's one of the coolest experiences to be a part of. No matter who you are, you can be the artist, you can be in the crowd. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just like, it's like it's, magic. It really is. Yeah. It's, it shows that when we all come together, we really can do do things you know we can light up the whole stadium we're all just together doing it it's really cool i think it's something very essential to being human like being connected in a music experience like that i think it's part of our dna really that's why i stand by my comment that we all are musicians because music requires a listener so even if you don't play an instrument your heart beats in rhythm you know like we are all musicians i think at heart yeah Um, i don't agree with that but he disagrees but that's fine (laughs) But that's a that's a magical experience. Um, I have not played it for a crowd that big personally. I think the biggest crowd I've ever done is about five thousand, and that that's big though for me, right? And that was a quite a feeling, you know. Um, there was a moment, you know, where you connect and you're like, "Wow, like it's, yeah. it's cool, it's cool." Yeah, and then you get those messages from people afterwards that are like, "Yo, the lyrics of this song, I played them for my." my wife or my husband saved my marriage or oh that's like, cool. I was going through this loss after I lost somebody and this song helped me get through this I mean seeing the difference that your your lyrics and your music can make for people it's really it's it's why we do what we do look at the impact we get to have like for real that's cool yeah it's what a blessing you know to be able to actually 
because you know we've talked about this too haven't we man with other artists it's like it's a very personal thing and you're giving of yourself when you play especially original music you know you're your putting energy. your lyrics yeah you're you're giving your energy for others like it is a service it really it's is pretty hard too when you write something really personal to just like be that vulnerable in front of you know it's easier in front of all the people you don't know mm. but like when you release a song all the people you do know hear it too you know and it's a lot of these things can be confessions that's like oh i really didn't know that i wanted my dad to hear that song but okay <laughs> <laughs> we love yeah. for the beautiful listeners to hear our music that's going to be happening more and more this year ryan i'm very excited man uh yeah but i know what you mean <laughs> you're like oh yeah my, my auntie doesn't necessarily well it's interesting too though i think maybe the general public doesn't really understand how intimate the content of a song actually is well yeah they might take it for granted yeah definitely because i know that i listened to a million songs growing up where i didn't think about the fact that i mean you really can ruin relationships with people based on the lyrics you're writing and what you're putting out there and it's like Sometimes you have to choose whether you're whether you're going to be honest and vulnerable in the song or, you know, protect the the privacy of a relationship. And even if you don't say names, it's like people know, you know, it's yeah. not that hard to figure out. So Yeah. Once you become big enough, popular enough, you know, those kinds of things are easy to see. Yeah. I mean, you do kind of have to, like, make that judgment call in lyrics. I know what you mean too. Well, what do you, what's your approach to that? Do you, do you tend to err on the side of being more true to yourself or do you, do you edit yourself? Like, what do you, what do you do? Well, I used to edit myself and I used to put out stuff that was strictly like the fun party, you know, good vibe, relaxed type of music. Mm -hmm. And I still love all those songs and still think that that's a, that's something that we need to is the escape from like the the depth sometimes of what you're constantly thinking about but when I started putting out songs that you know were actually about relationships that I was going through or had just gone through that's when the the music started to pop off like yeah. it's just so obvious that people can tell and they they only relate to your emotion because it's your true emotion. And that's when they are like, God, I can tell she feels the way I feel or she's felt the way I am feeling too. And so I'm yeah. hearing that like people tend to resonate more to your music, mm -hmm. the stuff that's more authentic to you basically. Yeah. And the parties, the, the party songs and stuff like that was authentic too. It was just hmm. not as deep. You know, it was, right. it was authentic to the way that I am approaching a, a 1am on a Friday night. Like that is the, the vibe <laughs> there, but it's not necessarily what people who are sitting in their living rooms at 4pm thinking about the breakup they had last weekend are, you know, it's, it, those songs have a time and a place and it's a very specific time and place. When you start writing about the songs that are really emotional and um and about kind of the deeper real life things those are the kind of songs that 
people are always feeling and always need to, to be listening to. There's not like a, oh, this is great for a Friday night. You know, it's like, that's the kind of music they could be feeling any day of the week if they're missing somebody. Of course. I mean, it's also cool as an artist to like, I like to call it career arc, right? Like you don't have to write the same song every time. You don't have to write mm-hmm. the same album. And, you know, your music can express different things in different times in your life because the people that are going to want to listen to you have that exact same problem. Like they live through different times in their life. So having a different song. So no, I actually think that's a really healthy outlook. I pre- and I appreciate you sharing that too. Cause uh, I think people need to hear it, right? Like people who are trying to learn to write music or might be interested in the industry or interested, you know, I always love like bringing artists on that kind of like can express this, 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 this is like the stuff in between that we don't really hear about from our favorite artists and things like that. Like I really, um, there's like the nitty gritty of writing a song that you just have to do it, you know, and experience, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's also the the moment where you have to play it in front of the people who it's about and back <laughs> and you're like, Oh my God, this is the worst moment of my life. I can't believe I'm sitting here. I remember specifically there was one show where it's my, my ex-boyfriend at the time, my ex-boyfriend now, he was my boyfriend at the time, but you know, going through some, some bad shit that I'd written some lyrics about. And I remember I was playing a show and I literally see like my dad sitting at one table and my boyfriend sitting at the other table. And I'm seeing these lyrics about how someone's unfaithful and it's just like, this is the worst awkward. possible awkward situation I could, I could even dream up being I in. I can see that. <laughs> and, you know, that's obviously, even if there's 75,000 people listening, those two people are still there. It's like, mm. it, you know, it, it's definitely putting yourself out there and, and risking a lot, but you know, I, I definitely make it a point now, any, any relationships I'm in, or even my family, it's like, you can't, you can't take anything that I'm writing too, too personally, or even too literally. Cause a lot of times you yeah. know, you write with multiple people and it's like, you know, I might be writing <clears throat> verse one. That's mostly about this one specific experience, but my co-writer might have had a similar experience and we'll pull from their experiences reverse two or something. So it's yeah. like, you know, nothing, it's not verbatim everything that's going down, but sometimes it is. <laughs> and sometimes people can tell. <laughs> I think again, just because that authentic emotion is, is there, um, people are going to feel that sure everyone's going to react to that in different ways you know (laughs) and i I just i know what you mean about like well like pulling one verse being about one person and another verse being another person not necessarily even about it's like each song is its own little story Mm -hmm. each song is its own little narrative and it's it's we don't um hold like even a semi-autobiographical event, movie or, or, or book, we really hold the author to that high of a standard. Yeah, you know so true. yeah. I think well, it's healthy too. Sometimes you write, their eyes are blue because blue rhymed with you, even though their eyes are green, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes 
sometimes you have to make things fit in the puzzle of the song because songwriting is an art and it has to all point towards the hook and really make sense for you to try to capture such a big emotion in under three minutes, you know? And you can't go over too many different feelings and thoughts in one song or you're going to lose your your listener. You, you've got to really right. bring one emotion home because you've only got two minutes and 45 seconds to do it. So that's well, or to, for me, the problem is too many, like too many uh, syllables on a phrase. Like I want to do, mm-hmm. I always want to keep like say eight syllables here, maybe it's seven, whatever number I choose. Like I want to keep it to that number of syllables and then I'll come up with words. I'm like, ah, this word doesn't fit in that number of syllables. So I need to, I'm going to change this word instead, you know, and it doesn't, maybe it changes some of the meaning, but not really like there's all those little nuances, you know, it's connected to like writing poetry and stuff too. Cause when I'd write poetry, it would always be with a certain number of syllables. So I just sort of carried that over into my, my music writing. Um, so yeah, it's all those little things, right. Odds and ends that kind of make up what the meaning of a song is going to end up being. And maybe it isn't even like, don't you feel like it doesn't even necessarily like the song can start out meaning a certain thing and maybe even take a life of its own. Like, I don't know. It kind of depends on the situation. I've had multiple different songs where I wrote them about one thing. And then like six months later, I'm like, Whoa, this song was not about what I thought I wrote it about, but it is, it is exactly like, I remember I wrote a song one time called evergreen. This is when I'm like a baby, baby songwriter in, you know, high school and just don't know what I'm doing at all. And I wrote this song about, I had track or cross country practice and we were running around this park that we always ran around. And um, I remember this was right after like a drought had happened in Houston. And I wrote this song about Evergreen called Evergreen because all of the, the trees died in, you know, this park. And it was this big, beautiful park. And it was super depressing because it was like, kind of scary looking I mean all all the trees have just been like chopped down it was just like this barren brown park now mm. and it was really really sad and um so this is one of my first songs I'm writing it and I'm like oh I'm gonna make it kind of a love st- story but it's like your love how did I write it, it was like um it's something about being like being an evergreen and you're supposed to last forever, but you're an evergreen with brown leaves because you died anyway. And, you know, related it to a love story. But then I went through a breakup, like probably six months later. And I was like, oh my God, every single thing that I wrote in this song is exactly how I feel about this breakup. And it was such a weird piecing together of things that I did not mean to write it about at all. But I was like, damn, it really does relate to that one. And now that's what I think of when I hear that song, which obviously it's not out because it's my first ever like. Track. Why not? I mean, I want to hear it. You, see, you tell the story you and I want to hear it. I know, but it is not out anywhere. <laughs> that is oh, garbage. But um, you think about it, Julie, like when you're writing music, as, as you're sort of an a antenna. Good story. It yeah, was I a good it. story. <laughs> but no, but now I want to hear the song. But and think about that. And that's what your fans are going to want to connect to is like a great story like that. They're going to want to hear what you wrote right um but you know you think about how you're an antenna like to to, when we channel this information from the ether to to pull out a song like a really good song that's written authentically is just sort of it's it has a life of its own and it can mean one thing in your life at the time you write it 
and then like i did my solo album like 11 10 years ago uh it there's some of those songs i hear today they mean different to me now like and i've yeah. had it you know if i hit shuffle on it and i listen to the lyrics i go whoa this is an interesting meaning that i wasn't anticipating 10 years later like the music can do that and it's just, yeah. it's the same is true with other great music that i love personally right like some of my favorite albums from when i was a teen if i go back and listen to it i hear things that the that the artists put in there that i didn't i, I wasn't smart i don't know if i smart just i was just too young to understand at 13 you hadn't experienced it yet so you, you can't know? relate to it until you've experienced it exactly yeah That's i definitely could not relate crazy, yeah when I heard Semi Charm Live from Third Eye Blind on the radio, I, I did not relate to the drug use for sure at the time. Like, I had never experienced those things, right? So I'm like, didn't connect, you know, but I get it. Like, I get, you know, life happens. You know, people do different things in their lives. And anyway, I just, um, I just find that interesting how, like, you wrote it for this moment. And then it's like, the mo it shifts in the time, you know, you said six months, I think you said later. And it's like a different meaning. Like, that's so... That's what I love about art, you know. It's, it's, then I start questioning myself. I'm like, wait, was I subliminally writing this about my boyfriend while we were still dating? And maybe, <laughs> you know. And then you, you just think about it for a million years. But it's funny because I remember when we were in like English class and stuff growing up, we used to um, look for all sorts of different archetypes and oh, do they wear a green shirt because they're referencing envy or money or is it purple because it's royalty or, you know, you would you would try to deep dive into what, like so much more than we bet the author really was ever even intending. And sometimes, yes, it was on purpose, but sometimes you're like, there's no way that if Charles Dickens was here right now, he would say, hell yeah, I was planning it like that. <laughs> so, you know. It could be overanalyzed, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like we were just talking about that. And then I realized I'm like, even as the writer, I don't even realize some of the things that I'm doing and some of the, the, the things that I later can interpret from the song. So everyone's human. I don't feel like anybody really plans it out that. Otherwise it feels fake. I feel like if you plan it out that hard, it's too, it's fake. It needs to just flow out naturally, you know? Yeah. There's sort of like a, a fine line of contrivance, right? Like it's too much is if it can be overdone and you're like, I took too long to let this song, like I overthought it. Like yeah. Chinese democracy, no offense, <laughs> Axel. You know what I'm saying? You just overthought it. Like, I get it. I get you wanted to be I perfect. I had forgotten about that. <laughs> I know you. you. How weird, but you, it's like, it's not a terrible album. If you listen to it, it's not. I listened well, to the We whole have thing. a code red here. Code All right, red. right. Code red. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're cool, hanging a little longer. No, I, I, I do have to go, but y'all are awesome. I feel like y'all would be so fun to drink a beer with. We get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm and sorry, a tea, whatever your tea is called. <laughs> Yerba mate from Yerba mate tea. Uh, from Guyaki. You would be correct Guyaki. in community. that assumption. Hashtag community. <laughs> hey, um, very cool. It would be very fun. Julia, thank you so much for giving us your time. Uh, please. Yeah, I think we'd love to have you back on if I can speak for the team here. Uh, yeah, I do have so, to yeah. interrupt, uh, MJ. Uh, Julia, I know you've had, you know, some pretty big things happen for you lately. Um, is there anything you would specifically like to talk about before you get off here? Well, I do think that it's been a crazy year despite touring not happening. We've had a lot of cool things with um, TikTok kind of blowing up some of my songs. 
I've got one song that's, you know, across platforms got like 10 million streams and, you know, a, a couple other songs what? that are, that have a few million streams uh, for each of them. And oh, it's wow. been awesome. really crazy to see people organically connect to them. One of the songs is called Side Piece and thousands and thousands of girls made these like duet videos, lip syncing the song, doing these like makeup transformations. And it was just, it was so cool to see so many girls like in this community, you know, having each other's back and, and supporting each other. Cause it's obviously, it's a very sassy, fun, upbeat song about, you know, cheaters, you know, and side pieces and whatnot. That's so cool. Uh, yeah. But it, it's, that was a really cool one. And so we've kind of just kept the momentum going from there and I'm releasing a song every three weeks. So there's tons of new. Whoa, content what a pace. Yeah. yeah. And funny. I'm, I just realized that I've got, you know, a thousand songs that the world's never going to hear because we don't, we don't release things that quickly. And I, I write so much. And so I'm just trying to get some of these song babies out into the world. Cause I realized that if I don't release them, you know, a year goes by, two years goes by. And then I've, I feel like, oh, well, I've outgrown who I was then. So oh, I'm, wow, trying to yeah. I'm trying to release music when it's pertinent Relevant to my life to you, and to yeah. who I am right now. That's amazing. That's yeah. great. I mean, no, really. And we're, we're going to get this episode out here in one, two, three weeks, as quick as we can. Uh, yeah, I'll have schedule. another song out by then. <laughs> Good. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, you have something that's great. With the CW um, TV show. Oh, so that was really cool. Um, it's a, a new show named Walker, and they, brought me on to do some performances for them and huh. super cool but they have um they basically were like oh you're from texas this is a texas-based show we think that a lot of the family values and the the moral values of this show kind of align with your brand and who you are and that's why they kind of partnered up with me and i don't know it was felt really special for them to to want me for the all the right reasons it felt like not not like oh you're blonde or you know something else so, <laughs> right oh you're yeah. blonde i didn't no just kidding yeah definitely cool <laughs> but no that's that's amazing that's great i've heard of that show that's cool well, yeah. thanks yay thank you all so much for having me on yeah. yeah oh where can where can our, our listeners find you if they want to you know do you, i'm assuming social right you mentioned tiktok Oh yeah, I'm I'm on everything at Julia Cole Music, and um, I do a Twitch show every Wednesday at three. I've got a couple radio shows. I'm I'm a host on Yoko ninety six point seven FM, and we have an app y'all can listen to online, and obviously the the normal Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, all of the above. Julia Cole Music and website JuliaColeMusic.com. Actually, almost forgot. Everybody can text me and I actually do respond and it actually is me. And my number is 281-336-9956. And y'all can send me pictures of your dog or whatever. You just want to tell me how a song made you feel like I would love to, to connect because everyone's part of the Cole team. If they love any. Wow. I mean, now that you've, you've sent that out to all our beautiful listeners, the, the, the millions of them around the world, that's, I mean, you're gonna get blown up here. It's pretty Texting. cool. That's honestly, cool. like, from all those TikToks, I put my number on the TikToks too. And yeah. so many people reached out, sending me stories about like, you know, the relationship huh. that they went through or what, what lyric it was in the song that really made them relate to it. And I just That's truly cool. enjoy, you know, communicating with 
the Cole team because it makes me realize that the music's making a difference. And I'm equally as excited that they give a shit about my song <laughs> as well, just, I like. It sounds like that connection is really important for you. Like that's that's yeah. amazing that you're doing that with people. Like that's cool. Yeah, it's really fun. Wow, cool, Juliet. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna play us out here with the closer. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on. Uh, folks, you know where to find us. Come on now. Anchor.fm. Before you hit that button. Flash inside the sound. You got to let me at least give the inside the sound before you. Go ahead, Ryan. But I was going to say, Julia, uh, thank you again for being kind with your time, considering the uh, time zone issue. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Quit asking for forgiveness, vibe. Ryan. You got a great vibe. You're cool. I feel like we didn't have enough time to talk about. Well, she could come back, man. Okay. She'll come back. It was It was our fault, but. No, that's great. Thank well, you, you know, actually, Julia, we could just time it because you said you're doing music for like once every three weeks or so. Let's just time it so it comes up with one of your singles. Heck that's yeah. perfect. Let's let's promote your stuff. You're I just I love your vibe. Uh, I the music that I've heard. I love I just you, you have great like the ear I hear is like sounds fantastic. So um, I'm excited to keep diving in more and hearing more of your stuff. So thanks. Thank so y'all. You're the best. Y'all have a good day. You too. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play us out here. Here we go. We love you all, bye.